This was why the Jews were seeking all the more to kill him, because not only was he breaking the Sabbath, but he was even calling God his own father, making himself equal with God. So Jesus said to them, Truly, truly, I say to you, the Son can do nothing of his own accord, but only what he sees the Father doing. For whatever the Father does, that the Son does likewise. For the Father loves the Son and shows him all that he himself is doing. And greater works than these will he show him, so that you may marvel. For as the Father raises the dead and gives them life, so also the Son gives life to whom he will. For the Father judges no one, but has given all judgment to the Son, that all may honor the Son just as they honor the Father. Whoever does not honor the Son does not honor the Father who sent him. Truly, truly, I say to you, whoever hears my word and believes him who sent me has eternal life. He does not come into judgment, but has passed from death to life. Praise God for the reading of his word. You may now be seated. Thank you, Brother John. Good morning, Paul. How are you? How was your week? Do you believe in the idiomatic expression, like father, like son? Or perhaps like mother, like daughter? Now, this expression is based on the observation that children inherit not only the physical features of the parents, of the mother, the father, but also the behavior patterns and personality that the, they inherit or traits coming from the, the DNA of the parents. So do you believe that idiomatic expression, like father, like son, like mother, like daughter, siguro pag naka-achieve yung uh, anak natin, no? uh, nag-achieve siya ng something great, oy, mana sa akin, mana sa tatay, mana sa nanay, like father, like son. Or pag the opposite, pag uh, a child does something foolish or something not accept, uh, unacceptable, then we may say, mana sa nanay. No? <laughs> or you may say, hindi nagmana sa akin. Shall we start with a prayer? Let's, let's bow down our heads once more. Heavenly Father, we continue to humble ourselves before you, acknowledging that apart from you, we cannot do anything. Lord, it is only through the authority of your word that we can stand, I can stand in this, in this pulpit. Thank you for your word. We pray that you would use this to change our lives, our perspective, give us hope, give us joy, give us peace, give us eternal life. We pray that you alone would be glorified and be honored as we study, as we reflect, as we meditate on your word. Give us the, the ability to understand the depths of your word 
be able to live them out in our lives and share it to and teach it to others as well. This we ask and pray in Jesus' name. Amen. We are now in John chapter 5, verses 18 to 24. Last Sunday, our senior pastor uh, preached to us and taught us extensively the passage where the Lord healed a man, an invalid man for 38 years on a Sabbath day, at a day where the Jews, according to their rules, according to their law, it's unacceptable to perform or to do work, especially during this time. Yet Jesus healed a man and instructed this man to take up his mat and walk. And although the law of Moses established uh, as one of the commandments, uh, I think it's uh, commandment four, that the Sabbath day should be remembered and be made holy, meaning it is a day of rest for the Jewish nation. And so the Jewish writers, they added a list of forbidden actions. And through time, this extra biblical list became more important than the concept of resting from work. So we rest from work because of the finished work of Christ. And such restedness should be for a lifetime. Although in application, we may set aside a day or an hour or a season or a month of, of rest, knowing and believing that God is working. and God is at work even a time of rest. So... Uh, it became a burden to the Jewish people. These laws became a burden, and the law on Sabbath became a burden instead of a blessing. And then the Lord Jesus explained that his father is continuously working, and he, Jesus, is also working. Although God rested after creation, which means that God rested after creating the universe. So it is in that context on the cosmological arena that God ceased to work or to create. So this means that God rested from creation. But God's mercy, God's love, God's compassion, God's ultimate work continued. God continued blessing his people. Moreover, the Lord Jesus implied that like the Father, like God, He is above their law, man's law. He is above the Sabbath. Now, John enumerated two reasons why the Jews wanted to kill the Lord Jesus. And uh, the title of the message today is Deadly Reasons. So such two deadly reasons that John enumerated gave us the, the picture why the Jews wanted to kill the Lord Jesus. And uh, the first one was related to the Sabbath uh, they, because they viewed that healing on the Sabbath is a crime, is an offense. And the second one is calling God 
Jesus calling God as his own father. So let's look at verses, uh, verse 18. It says there, this was why the Jews were seeking all the more to kill him. So the word seeking is in the present uh, form, present tense, which uh, gives us an idea that it is a continuous seeking. Nisha, one, one time uh, that they sought to kill Jesus, but it's a continuous uh, seeking to, to kill Jesus. And because these are the two reasons, not only was he breaking the Sabbath, and uh, they, they believe, the leaders believe that Jesus is doing something against God. Uh, he's breaking the Sabbath. And therefore, Jesus is sinning. Uh, Jesus is committing a crime and going against God and his law. So that's the first. Not only was he breaking the Sabbath, but this is the second. He was even calling God his own father. So what does that mean? It means that Jesus was making himself equal with God. And this is a form of blasphemy to them. It's blasphemous. And blasphemy is also uh, a crime. It's also a, a sin. And, and the penalty for this offense, for this crime, is death. Hence, they were seeking all the more to kill Jesus. Now for the first point, unity of the Father and the Son, the Lord explained that the Son does what the Father does. So in the sub subsequent uh, passages, the subsequent verses, Jesus would now explain and give light and perhaps defend or give reasons why he is equal with God. Why he is above the Sabbath. And if you look at the verses that we will now uh, go through, he would start with the word for. The word for. So four times. Four times uh, Jesus would uh, give the reason why he is equal with God. And so the Lord explained that the Son does what the Father does. And this includes healing the invalid. Now, moreover, the Lord Jesus claimed that the Father loves the Son and the Father reveals to the Son what must be done for people to marvel. So let's look at verse 19. It says there, So Jesus said to them, So who are these them? So because if you look at the, the, these, the following verses, it, if you look at it, the, the construction, the way Jesus was speaking, it was in a formal way, formal, very formal, then it could be that Jesus was directly speaking to these Jews who were seeking to kill him. Of course, there's also always this consideration that Jesus was speaking to his disciples, those who were around him during this time when he declared this, or those who were listening or following him. Remember, there was a feast during this time when, when Jesus healed the invalid man. And it was also during this time that, that this happened. But by looking at the, the, the text, 
how Jesus formally answered or addressed such accusation. It could be that Jesus was directly speaking to these religious leaders. So Jesus said to them, truly, truly, or verily, verily, or amen, amen. So truly, truly, I say to you, the son can do nothing of his own accord. Simply means he cannot do something that is independent, that is separate, that is different, that is contrast, that is opposite or against what the father does. Truly, truly, I say to you, the son can do nothing on his own accord, but only what he sees the father doing. And here's the first reason why the preposition for, for speaks of a, a reason, a because, a because. Okay? For whatever the, the father does, that the son does likewise. So what the father does, the son also would do. And so here we can see that Jesus is saying that what he is doing or what he has done so far is in parallel or in line or in accordance or in congruence with what the Father also did. And so he's saying that, yes, I am equal with God. Why? Because what the Father does, the Son also do. And then secondly, in verse 24, this is the second reason, for the Father loves the Son and shows Him all that He Himself is doing. Now, in the prologue, the first chapter of John, specifically John chapter 1, verses 1 to 18, the writer, John the Beloved, reveals to the reader that the Word was with God and the Word was God. So the word played a role in the creation of the cosmos. So as, the, as God, the Father, spoke, let there be light, for example. So the Father and the Son have worked together since the beginning. And so nothing is hidden from the Son. The Son knows everything as the Father knows everything. And so the Father and the Son, they have worked together since the beginning and even at the time when this invalid man was healed. And therefore, they're both united. They're one in essence. So look at verse 20. For the father loves the son. The father loves the son. Um, just allow me to submit something that may not be directly related uh, with this, but later on, as we would uh, progress, as we continue with our with our series, uh, the Father loves Jesus, and of course, we will also be reading somewhere in John chapter fourteen later on. Matagal tagal pato. John chapter fourteen, verse thirty-one. Just allow me to to read this portion. But so that the world may know that I love the Father. 
This is Jesus saying that I love the Father. I do exactly as the Father commanded me. This is a portion of, of that verse. So the Father loves the Son, and of course, the Son loves the Father. And so why am I sharing this? Because may I submit to you, brothers and sisters, that the foundation, the foundation of the gospel, the gospel of salvation, salvation from the wrath of God, uh, from the consequences of our sin, uh, having eternal life in heaven, the basis, the foundation of such truth, gospel of salvation through Christ, is founded on the love of the Father to the Son and the love of the Son for and of the Father. And that should be the basis of the gospel. The Father loving Jesus and Jesus loving the Father. So may I submit, brothers and sisters, a while ago, we, we sang the song, Above All. Uh, I believe the chorus went something like this. Crucified, laid behind a stone. As much as possible, I, I want to, to sing it, but I cannot and I should not. You lived and died, uh, rejected and alone, like a rose, trampled on the ground. You took the fall and thought of me above all. Well, uh, it's really tempting uh, to, to, to think that, that Jesus died on the cross because of my sin, because of me. What I'm saying is that this is secondary. This is, the sec this is a secondary reason why, why Jesus died on the cross. It is because Jesus loved the Father. And it's because the Father loved the Son. Jesus said in, 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 in John chapter 14, verse 31, but so that the world may know that I love the Father. It's because Jesus loved the Father that He obeyed His commandment, dying on the cross for our sins. And that is the primary, the foundation and the basis of the salvation through Christ. Why? Because if the basis is on man, so we are saved because, or God died on the cross, you resurrected because of me, because of man. Well, in short, we are saying that the gospel is man-centered. It's centered on man. No, the gospel is centered on God. It is centered on Christ himself. That's why it's because of the love of, of Christ for and of the Father that he obeyed such command. And if that is the basis of the gospel of salvation, then it's a strong foundation. Because man-centered idea, man-centered salvation is, is very weak. It will be founded on the, the, the imperfection of man. But if the gospel of salvation is founded on the love of Jesus, for and of God and of the Father to His Son, then such foundation is perfect. The love of Jesus is perfect. The love of the Father is perfect. It is eternal. It is permanent. And so, 
the Father loves the Son and shows Him all that He Himself is doing. So Jesus knew. Jesus knew His purpose, why He was sent to earth. Jesus knew why He would die on the cross, and Jesus knew everything as the Father loves Him and shows Him all that He Himself is doing. And in this portion, the last sentence says, and greater works than this will He show Him so that you may marvel. Greater works than these. What are these? Than the, the, the miracles that Jesus just performed. Remember, Jesus healed uh, a dying boy, son of, of uh, the, the official, the ruler, you who know, was dying. And he just said, go home. No, go, and your son will live. Not just by speaking. No, the, the son was dying, was given new life, given life. And then here, in this particular uh, instance, the, the invalid man for 38 years, when Jesus spoke, it is possible, impossible for this man to, to, to be healed because of his situation. And but just by saying, get up, I walk and, and get up and, and, and carry your mat, and he was healed. And so, more than these miracles, they will see greater works. What are these greater works? So that they will marvel. And the word marvel means to be moved to a wondering amazement. So they will be amazed. They will, be, they will marvel. And what are these, these greater works? Well, I think it's the next verses. And the next verses. The Father's work includes raising the dead. Isn't it marvelous to see something who is dead come to life? And later on, we will learn that one of these is Lazarus, who was actually dead, and Jesus would give life to Lazarus again. So the son's work is parallel or same, or similar, or exactly the same to this. Jesus gives life. What else? The Father is the judge, but He judges no one because He delegated judgment to the Son. That's why the second point of our message is delegated power. What is His purpose? So that all may honor. This is the purpose of the Lord of God, to honor that all may honor the Son. Let's look at the, the third reason why Jesus was equal with God. Verse 21, For as the Father raises the dead and gives them life, so also the Son gives life to whom He will. Now, if we study this more, we may observe uh, or we may question, is, is is Jesus talking about the physical death and life? Like what he will do with Lazarus who is already dead and, and suddenly given life? Or could it be something spiritual? Like someone who is dead, dead of transgressions or dead from sin because of sin, he or she will be eternally separated from God 
and be punished forever in hell. And so, given life, given eternal life in heaven, given new life, so also the Son would give life to whom He will. And for me, that's the, the most amazing that you may have experienced in your life if you knew that you were dead in your sins, in your transgression, and then when you heard the gospel and you turned your back from sin and, and truly, genuinely believed in, in Jesus that what he did on the cross is enough for us to be saved and we are given new life and we're given the assurance of eternal life. I don't know what's more amazing than that. If you're amazed with the magicians doing magical tricks, if you're amazed on athletes doing spell-binding stuff, carrying, lifting heavy objects, or your favorite basketball player shooting beyond the 30-foot line, or perhaps and the mid-court or on the opposite court. If you're amazed on, 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 on such things, I, I, I like to, to submit to you this is far beyond amazing than such things. Seeing someone who is dead spiritually coming to life, bearing showing the fruits or the fruit of the Holy Spirit. A drunkard, an addict, uh, a womanizer, a murderer who heard the gospel and because of the work of Christ his or her life was changed, renewed. Now living a Christ-like life. I hope such experience would, would amaze you as it amazed me. For I can relate to this, to this, to this man. Someone asked me, Several days ago, Doc, you, you shared to the congregation, you asked the congregation uh, what would make them believe in Jesus. Uh, for you, Doc, so this, this brother asked me, for you, Doc, what made you believe in, in Jesus? I'll share my answer later as we go to the next to the next part in verse 22 for this is the fourth reason for the father judges no one but has given all judgment to the son so the lord gave or delegated the power to judge to jesus so that one day everyone will come before jesus the lowing judgment yung 
judgment for those who, well, sadly did not believe in, in Christ, they will be judged and they will be thrown into the lake of fire. And, and those who believed in the judgment seat with, with honors or with awards, the bima. And so Jesus would judge as revealed to us also by the, by the, the author in Revelation that Jesus would judge. So it is through Jesus that men and women would be judged. Equally great and marvelous power. What is the purpose? Verse 23, that all may honor the Son just as they honor the Father. So the Lord Jesus warned that those who do not honor the Son do not honor the Father. It says there in the last sentence, whoever does not honor the Son does not honor the Father who sent him. Uh, I'm not sure if you have been to a court but in the court, uh, everyone acknowledges the judge as your honor. Now, this is just a title. But here, it is more than a title. Now, it's, it's a lifestyle of honoring the Son and the Father. Putting the Son and the Father as they are equal above all above everything else. Whoever does not honor the Son does not honor the Father who sent him. And so no wonder the Jews wanted to kill Jesus because Jesus was saying, you need to honor me as you honor the Father. So the Lord Jesus was revealing his equality with God. So, the truth is that the, at this time, the Jews cannot comprehend. They cannot understand why. As Jesus revealed his equality with God. So, this brother, of, uh, this brother asked me, For you, Doc, what made you believe in Jesus? So, sabi niya, what made you believe? Sabi ko, it's not just what, but it is who made me believe in Jesus. It is God himself who made me believe in Christ. And secondly, as I, I talk to this, to this brother, as to the, the how, it is when I finished reading the Bible. But as to when, it started when I started reading the Gospel of John. It is when I read the Gospel of John that I believed truly, genuinely in Jesus. But it is God who made me believe in Him in the first place. Now for the third point, the Lord Jesus made a clear connection between His words and believing in the Father. In other words, the Lord was emphasizing again their oneness, their, their unity. So the blessing of listening to his words and believing in the Father 
results in eternal life. Verse 24, truly, truly, I say to you, whoever hears my word and believes him who sent me, what's the result? When we believe the one who sent Jesus and whoever hears his word has eternal life. He does not come into judgment. That this person who believes in the Father who sent Jesus and the words of Jesus, he will not come, he does not come into judgment. But take note, has passed from death to life. Therefore, if one takes heed, listens, and when we listen, we obey because that's part and parcel of believing. It's not just listening. Pasok sa left ear, labas sa right ear. Whoever hears my word and believes him, believes in the Father who sent Christ, what happens? One escapes the judgment. So the judgment that that person would now have is that of the awarding. The awarding ceremony. Parang lahat graduate. Sino na lang yung first honor, no? yung with honors, yung cum laude. So although spiritually dead, such person will receive eternal life in Christ. So how do we apply this? Number one, believe in the unity of deity. Believe in the unity of the Father and of the Son and of course of the Holy Spirit. For not everybody believes in the unity of the Father and the Son. The Father and the Son are deeply connected. Jesus cannot go against God. That's why whatever Jesus told us, as they have been written in the, in the Bible. They're from the Father. They're from God. And so we need to obey and we need to believe. A true believer will believe in the unity of the Father and of the Son. Otherwise, they are not true believers. So you cannot believe a part of the scripture or selectively believe certain parts that appeal to, to our culture or to, to our tradition or to our personal thoughts. Now, secondly, we honor the Son. Everything that the Lord Jesus did and thought was of the Father. Now just imagine if you are one of those persons that Jesus was pertaining to, was talking to during this time. How would you respond when Jesus would say, I and the Father, we are one. So if we desire to honor the Father, then we should honor the Son because this is the will of God. So basically what Jesus is saying here in, in simple words is that it is only through me. It's only through me that you would honor the Father. It's only through me that you will have eternal life. I am the only 
way. I will be the judge, in fact. And there's no other way. So if we fail to honor the Son, we fail to honor the Father. If one sees the Lord Jesus as, as lesser than the Father, they do not honor Him. Christ Jesus is both the Son of God and in essence, God. The Word was with God and the Word was God. So let us honor and continuously honor Jesus as we honor the Father. And thirdly, believe and receive. God gives life. God gives life. So physical birth, it is from God. It's not of our own will. So how many of us willed on our own the time, the day, the place, and the parents whom we will be born of? <laughs> Did you will it on your own? Ah, I will be born on this day. Ano ba? April 1, para April Fool's Day. Or perhaps January 1, para New Year's Day. No, no it's God who gives life. And in the same vein, the Son gives eternal life. So the Father delegates judgment also of all to the Son. So let us believe in Christ's words and that the Father sent Jesus so that we may escape judgment. Let us believe. And as we believe, notice the promise, you would receive eternal life. It's, in, it's immediate. It's not when you die that you will receive eternal life. The moment... I say to you in verse 24 again, whoever hears my word and believes him who sent me, what happens? Has eternal life. So what will happen? He does not come into judgment and instead has passed from death to life. So take note that eternal life is in the present tense of all who believe. It's some, not something that you receive and then later on, God will take it from us. So therefore, we believe that once we receive eternal life, truly, genuinely, repenting from our sins, believing that it's only through Christ that we are saved, then we receive eternal life. So if we receive eternal life, then we are assured of such. For such is what Jesus spoke of as revealed in the Bible. Now, before we go to the Last Supper, allow me to just read uh, the poem, again written by our senior pastor, entitled The Unity or Unity of Deity. We find clues from their reactions. The Jews had deadly intentions. Why so? The author would reveal, triggered with the man whom he healed. Violations of the Sabbath and another inspired their wrath. It's the claim of equality which sounded much like blasphemy. The unity of deity revealed with so much clarity the father and son work as one in everything that they have done. Therefore, we must honor the son 
And unlike the Jews who saw none, in Him we see God the Father, the one we honor, none other. Believe the Father sent the Lord, and His words, which can't be ignored, believe with not one denial. These are signs of life eternal. Shall I call on our 